Hello. What? Welcome to Golf and Beige podcast. Welcome one. Welcome all to the. I just took. I just took some Advil. Yes, it's definitely a shit show. I took some Advil. My head started hurting. I had a little nappy nap today, so it's been a. That can make you feel more tired, right? It did. And I didn't mean to fall asleep, but I just, I told you before we started, I'll tell you about my week because it's been a shitty week. Like just stupid. I'm like, is Mercury in retrograde? <sighs> Let me tell you, Monday, I went to curl my hair with the wand. I'm like, I'm going to look cute for work today. So I go curl my hair with the wand. And all of a sudden I'm like, what's in my hair? Like I've had a shower, my hair's in blow drying. I'm like, what is this in my hair? That's like, feels yucky. So my wand, so what happened was my wand was sitting there, I guess it touched plastic. So when I curl my hair, I put melted plastic in my hair. That's how my, my week started. My then, then I'm driving to work and the car is kind of shaking, but like, I'm like, okay, what's going on? Like, so I told Jess, I'm the car, then I get to work. The computers aren't working. I'm just like, I'm done. <laughs> like at Monday came. Monday? This was Monday? This was Monday. Then Tuesday, I don't, Tuesday was okay. And then, oh, Tuesday, Jeff didn't get home from work. It's like 1130 at night. Like oh, well. he got, went to work early and then they wound up having to like repipe underneath his house or something. So it took, like he literally walked in the door at 1130 at night, exhausted. It was pouring down rain, storming. So he's soaking wet, cold, exhausted. So he doesn't so, know on any given day what time he's going to be coming home. No, like it's six fifty here, and he's. I haven't even heard from him if he's coming home. <laughs> Is it too bright on my lighting. face? Huh? huh? Oh, I thought it was too bright on my face because I have lighting. No, too. I'm trying to fix the lighting on my end. I feel like I'm always very white. Then I realize it's just the color of my skin. So, sweetheart, you are white. <laughs> You're white, white. And then. Wednesday, I got it, went to go get in my car to leave, and it is shaking so bad, not really starting. And I'm like, fuck. Only my second week at my new job, you know? Why not? So I have no way to get a hold of anybody at my new office. My manager was supposed to bring me a card, and she, it was, you know, it's my fault to do that. You didn't have a phone number to call anybody? So I called, well, I had to wait till the office opened. I started calling like at eight. It didn't open till 8.30. So I'm calling and calling. So I finally get a hold of her. I'm like, I, I got called Joanne that works in billing. Like, I can't get a hold of Karen. I'm not coming. So I'm like frantic. You know, my anxiety is like thousand percent. Right. I'm drowning. And so she's like, okay, she gave me her phone number. So I called her. I'm like, I am so sorry. She's like, it's fine. You know, whatever happens. And then today I go to get in my fucking car. So it got working yesterday. I go to get in my car today. My brakes aren't working. Like I'm literally backing out of the driveway, pushing on the brakes and my car is not stopping. I saw so you I, posted like a picture. I didn't even get, have a chance to like actually see what you had posted, but I saw you posted something of your car. Yeah, it's my service engine light camp was on. So I put the car immediately in park and I'm like, what the fuck? So by this point, I'm like sitting in the car in the driveway. It's eight o'clock in the morning. I'm in tears, like trying to figure out what the hell. Like, I don't right. know. What to do. Like, I can YouTube it and figure it out. But I'm just like, dang. So luckily I have my manager's cell phone now. So I just texted her. I'm like, this is so out of my character. Um, I don't miss work. I don't call them sick to work. Like, this is just not my character. Like, this is not, it's just not okay with me. And being a manager, like, I just don't before like I don't do that right it's like I'm so sorry this is happening to you just get it fixed. there's some things you have to just take the time to get take care of you can't putting it off yeah. isn't gonna make it any better and they're 
they've been, I mean, so it seemed like they were very understanding. So I just, I just felt so defeated. <laughs> and so I wound up finding like a, mo I mean, I can't drive it anywhere, you know? Yeah. So I had USAA um, roadside assistance, so they could have taken it, but it's like, it's going to be thousands of dollars at the fucking dealership. So oh, yeah. I just called, I just called the mobile guy and he came and um, he, luckily my neighbor was home because she came out. So I was not there by myself, but I was just like, he was either drunk or high or something. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at her, I said, I think he, I went, <laughs> she's like, <laughs> yeah, I like feel like I'm drinking. I mean, but he got it fixed and he's like, it's the coil that's bad. So apparently like one of the hoses just came disconnected. Not a big deal for my, it was my electronic brake system. So I like your brake system. I don't know. So I'm like, they just think my got it. You noticed it in the driveway and it didn't like, wasn't fine and then went out. I mean, God. Right. Yeah. So he fixed that and he fixed, he went to the store, got the coil, fixed the coil. So almost $300 later, my car is fixed. <laughs> But it's just, that's just been since Monday. And I'm just like, I'm exhausted. Like, I'm just mentally tired. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Dr. Jane called today. And she's like, are you doing okay? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, just, I'm telling you everything. She's like, so you're moving back to Texas. I'm like, not right now. Because <laughs> she just wants me, you know, she wants me back with her. So I'm just like, oh, it's just been a week. And we all had those weeks, but it's just like, I can't catch up with anything. I just feel so discombobulated just since I moved here. And I just think it's just because there's still crates places and just, I haven't stopped. Like I got here, like, you know, you know, I just, I haven't stopped. I got here. I haven't stopped. Like I get home, I work, go to work, I work, I come home, I work, Yep. you know? So it's just been, um, it's just been really stressful. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. And there's coding changes I'm in medical billing and there's a bunch of coding changes that have changed for this year. And it's just, it's a lot. So yeah, I haven't had anything to drink either. I'm surprised, but Saturday we like went alcohol to or anything to drink. Alcohol. Alcohol. <laughs> Saturday we went to um, the drag race, motorcycle drag races. We rode to those at the, it was like 14 of us. That's why I sent you that. <laughs> You're like, I got this for you. That was cool. Not really. It, uh, that looked like it was cool. What did it, what did it say? Uh, what did that Matt say us that I got for you? Uh, something about in, in this house, we praise in the name of Jesus or something. Oh, like yeah. That. And I saw that. I told Jeff that I'm sitting in this cabellage. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was just hot as fuck. Like, I was melting. It was so hot that we had a really good time. Like, we got there at, we met at 11, and we didn't get home to like 7, 30, 8 o'clock. Wow. So it was really hot, but it was really nice. I got to meet a bunch of the guys um, and some of the girls that I haven't met before because there's 14 bikes that went and um, it was really cool. It was hilarious pulling up to the um, barbecue place that we went to eat. I can't remember the name of it now, but um, we pull up and there's this white blonde headed like lady you could tell it was like very like conservative white lady, right? Mm -hmm. And like her meeting van putting her kids in the car and here comes like 14 <laughs> motorcycles going up. And wow. she's just like, you could tell she, I'm, we pulled up and I'm like she looked really scared he's laughing he's like yeah we get that a lot and I was like I mean it's kind of intimidating when you're driving and all of a sudden all these motorcycles like surround you in a car you know in your car or like you're pulling in and like all these motorcycles pull up I guess it could be intimidating to a conservative white person. The Karens yes yeah but it was just it was because that's really nothing it's just people on a bike I mean it's nothing yeah 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 so hopefully this 
the rest of the week and the weekend's almost here. So I've worked three days this week. <laughs> I mean, am I Are you hourly or salary? I'm hourly. Oh, that so, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's okay. You'll just, you know, really. Be, I mean, it was out of my control and, you know, Jeff was getting frustrated with me because he's like, stop worrying about money. Like, it's well, but as a manager and you, you're, you've been in management, I've been in management. It, it, I've had people their first couple of days. It's like, oh, is this going to be the way they are? Exactly. Like you don't know. They had good references, all of it checked out, but is this going to be one of those? Yes. You never know. But then sometimes you realize, oh, okay, this was really just a fluke and, and they're really great. So you'll prove yourself. Don't worry. I, it just, yeah, but it's just not out of, and that's what Dr. Bad. Zhang. You're like, oh God, yes, really Dr. Dr. Zhang's like, this is, that's so not Eva. You never called in once, you know, you just, you're really a hard worker. And that's what I know. And that's why I'm just like freaking out right now. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just, I was just, my anxiety was horrible. Charlie's trying to talk to me, but yeah, so I'm just, well, hello. And so, yeah, I'm just, um, it's just been a week. But it's fine. I'm fine. We're fine. We're, fine. We're all fine. It's fine. Yeah, same, same here too. Trying to get, still trying to get settled in. Finally got boxes unpacked. Um, Cheyenne and my dad fly in tonight. They don't get in until like almost 11 o'clock. Um, been super busy this week still with work. It's finally going to start calming down after my week vacation with them being here. Um, I met my, the owners of the property. So the landlord's actual owners flew into town and awesome. she was like, I'd love to meet you and your family. And I'm like, they want to check us out. That's what they want to do. <laughs> um, it's like, I know, don't worry. I know. So, you know, she comes over and she's like, oh, I love it. I love what you've done. She's telling me that, that you know, she had horrific previous renters and her daughter was there as also. And then, so we're like, so is there like a good bar? Like we're still trying to find like the neighborhood bar we want to go to, like be our bar. Um, and so she's told us about the one around the corner. I'm not even going to say it on the show because I don't want anyone else to know about it. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's like where the locals go. And she said, when you go in there, just tell them that, you know, your landlords are from Detroit and they'll know who you're talking about. So I did, we went in there like right after they left and we went and checked it out and lo and behold, we're in there having a drink and her and her daughter walk in and I was like, Hey, I know you. Um, but they were really, really cool people. <laughs> that picture I took of Jasper outside yeah. and we were sitting outside that bar. Um, but like they had a water dish for dogs. Like I could bring Jasper inside with a water dish. For I dogs. love that. Brought in treats and stuff. Um, so yeah, now we have a neighborhood bar to go hang out at and the drinks are really great and the, they're not really pricey. So we're really, really excited to have a place to go hang out. And it's just around the corner. Um, but there's also on the street around the next street over is called Burgundy and there's a, house there that has a bird a white cockatoo named Ico and oh. the, it's it's apparently famous in New Orleans and the whole house is made up just for this bird there's like the front door is a cage the back door is caged you can look up Ico the bird New Orleans on Google and you'll see videos this bird is so fucking awesome it, it'll like sing and dance right there on the bird you can put dollars and give them dollars and um the land, my landlords were telling us that the owner used to, well, people would give dollars and the bird would shred them up. So yeah. now she's got this little box that you can put the dollars in and the bird makes enough money to pay her own rent. A damn bird makes enough money to pay her own rent. <laughs> so that house, the owner, the owner of the bird does not even live there with the bird. The only the bird lives somewhere else because that house is Icos. I'm like, wow, it's awesome. And that bird, so apparently, 
you think, okay, the bird heads run of the house. It sits up front because it likes talking to people. So, I mean, you go by there, the bird's sitting up front talking and he'll, he'll start banging his head like those birds do. My thought is, is where's all the bird shit? Well, imagine that she cleans it up. Cause you look in there, you can see it's like, you can like look through the grates and see it's like a house. Um, clean. Yeah, yeah, it's clean. It doesn't look like it, she's well taken care of clearly. Um, but that was pretty neat. I thought that was fun. Um, what else happened this week? Just my, you talk about anxiety. My anxiety, I'm actually starting therapy because I need it again. And, and you know, one of the things that people think, oh, everybody has anxiety. That's one of the things like, that's a, that's a challenge I struggle with a lot. It's like, everybody has anxiety. Don't tell me you have anxiety. Everyone has anxiety. I don't hear it. But when it gets so bad to where you cannot function to where like, even yeah. now, I just, I yeah. can't, even, can't even think of, I just got to pit in the, my stomach at all times. I'm worried something yeah. bad's going to happen because everything seems to be okay. So that means something bad's going to happen. Of course. Yeah. I'm right there um, with you. Yeah. That's how we're desperate. Yeah. And then everything going on with Isabel, it's still, it's just, it's, I'm finally, okay. I need to, it's okay to get help too, if you need it. So absolutely. It's okay to get help. Sometimes we just need that extra, like holding. Here's the thing. So I made the appointments and I've rescheduled them twice because of anxiety. It's like, please click here to confirm or click this to reschedule. And I'm like, yes, tomorrow reschedule. <laughs> Put it off twice since we last talked. I was supposed to have an appointment to a Tuesday and then I rescheduled it for today. And now I rescheduled it for next week. For so that. next next week when so when we record because we're in our mm -hmm. two episodes tonight. So next time we record in two weeks, you'll be able to tell us that you had a great <laughs> great therapy session Maybe. of your anxiety. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. 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 So I think what we need to do because of our anxiety is I seriously need to fucking just come there and let's just have a great weekend together because that might be why you have the anxiety anxiety because we haven't seen each other and so long. maybe yeah I know it would help definitely it's just it's just knowing that things some there are some things out of your control and I'm such a controlling personality but you know I, I and I gotta take a step back and realize that what can I control and take care of right now if there's right. something I can control and change right now then I need to do it if not then is it something that I can make plans to change and 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 later on then write down if not then I have to let it go and just do my best to whatever. It's the, so. it's the letting go part that I think you and I both have the hardest mm -hmm. time with. It's that letting go part of it. And I've had to learn how to let stuff go. Yeah. And just live today. What, what, yeah. nothing. I'm, I'm so worried, you know, about months We're, in the future. You're an overthinker like me too. And we yes. overthink on everything and everybody so like I'm worried you know you tell me about your car I worry about you and your car you tell me you know things you know so I worry about you I worry about my 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 family and my daughters and, and my dad and my nephew and my sister you know and yeah. I carry all that weight and that's really not our job to worry about everybody so yeah did you see my shirt I just looking at that that's so cute so I got it for me so you guys, I know you can't see it, but it is um, the Justice Tarot card, and it yeah. is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, as Justice, and it is well. Awesome. You will be. 
our plan is to upload this on YouTube, guys. Last week, <laughs> the bell said they're all recorded. I'm like, oh hell <laughs> no, <laughs> they are all recorded. If we, but no, last one yeah. I think is okay. To, I just haven't because again, this last week was this really really busy time at my work. It's slowing down. We are finishing this um, this program that we're doing, and then it's gonna ease up through the summer and then it hits again slammed in the fall so the summer should be okay and then it eases again in the winter it's just the the cycle of my job yeah. um but but yeah I don't know there I think there was something else I was like oh I want to talk about that on the show and then I always fucking forget I yeah. it's like I said it's just been a hell of a week over here so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just, yeah, just everybody out there who's listening, we know you're going through the same kind of thing. Just keep on keeping on, y'all. You got this. Don't worry. It'll be okay. Every little thing is going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. I mean, worry it has to be, so. About a thing. Uh, Every yeah. little thing is going to be all right. Okay, so it's my story. It's my story. Oh, first, my phone's ringing. Hi, Amy. Hey, hey, Amy. Hey, we're, we're recording, so I'll call you back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Love you, bye. That's, that's Mel's side chick. <laughs> My side chick, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other uh, Okay, so are we ready? Yes. Go ahead and start. I'm going to throw shithead out the door because he's driving me fucking crazy. Don't call him that. He's the cutest little Charlie. Okay, so I have chosen a true crime story this episode, mm. 74. Um, we are going to talk about the murder of Bobby Joe Stinnett and, wait, the murder of Bobby Joe Stinnett by Lisa Montgomery. Bobby Joe is a female, by the way. <clears throat> so we're going to start off talking about Lisa. So hold on, let me get my little notes thing up and ready to go. And I'm sorry if I sound distracted. It's my anxiety, guys. So I'm going to try <laughs> to keep it together and not fuck things up too bad. All right. Send me Xanax if you got it. Um, send me I need some too, apparently. So. <laughs> oh, so anyway, I did want to put this out there. The program that we are, Isabel and I both are trying is called Cerebral. It is completely based online. It is a subscription-based mental health um, service that they pair you with a provider who will assess you, you have to answer all these questions, who will assess to see if you, they may think you need medication therapy. And then if you do, medica do need medication therapy, they will prescribe you the medication and then put you um, in connection with a care team. So you have a counselor assigned to you and you can text that counselor, that care team anytime you need help. Um, and they'll get back to you within 24 hours. So that's the one that we're trying. Isabel has already had visits. It was me who's put off mine, but Isabel's already had her visits and she likes it a lot. Um, it there's some limitations with the prescriptions. Like if you're on a controlled substance, such as Xanax or Adderall, there's some states that they cannot prescribe those in. Um, but the, I'm, I'm not, this is not a sponsorship for anybody who's listening. I'm not going to get any money for this, but they do have this thing to where you can try it for the first month for $30. And so it's only $30 for the whole month. So and then after counseling? that, after that, it's, it's $85 a month. So oh, you wow. figure one visit with a psychiatrist is $250. And that's, I have good insurance, but it doesn't pay for, you have to hit yeah. your deductible first. And some people have had deductibles. Um, 
even with a counselor, even after you've exhausted, if you have an employee assistance program or any of that, it's still money out of pocket. But this is typically $85 a month for medication therapy and talk therapy. Um, and you can schedule your visits and also talk to a provider who can prescribe you medication. Isabel was prescribed a medication and it was only going to be $10 a month out of pocket. Wow. And so that's, that's, that's pretty damn good. So I just wanted to let people know out there. I don't, I'm not a proponent of it. I don't know much else about it. I'm not getting paid to do that. But if you're struggling to find um, affordable mental health help, that might be something that's for you. I know there's a couple yeah. other ones out there too, but this is the one we're trying. I'll keep you all posted on, on how it goes. And like I said, they're very flexible on rescheduling appointments because I've already rescheduled. Obvious obviously <laughs> I know what's funny is I get this I, it's an app and I got this little message <laughs> it's like automated <laughs> we notice you reschedule your appointment is everything okay it's like leave me alone reschedule <laughs> <laughs> if you need immediate help please call 911 <laughs> okay so back to the story the murder of Bobby Justin by Lisa Montgomery so the story of Lisa's life reads like the script of a horror movie her stepfather, Jack Kleiner, sexually assaulted her for the first time when she was only 11 years old. For years, he raped her repeatedly, coming into her room at night, and he threatened to rape her younger sister if she resisted or said anything about it. Lisa's mother would later testify in her, her own divorce proceedings that she witnessed at least one rape, um, but she was less, forth less forthcoming about her own role in the abuse of Lisa. Lisa's mother, Judy, was an alcoholic <clears throat> whose drinking caused Lisa to be born with permanent brain damage. She would beat her children, including Lisa. She punished them by putting them in cold showers or by whipping them with belts, cords, or hangers. On one occasion, she killed the family dog in front of Lisa and her siblings to punish them, and she, she brutally smashed his head with a shovel until it died. Wait, who did that? Lisa's mother. Her mom. Yes, so this story is the, about the murder of this woman named Bobby Jost in it by Lisa Montgomery. So well, first no we're talking Lisa about Lisa. Murdered. No wonder she fucking murdered somebody. It's all she fucking knows. Yeah, and then again, one of the things we talk about with other serial killers in them is that a lot of times it's their childhood. They it's just but other people. There are other people who go through that and don't kill nobody. I'm so sorry, um, the shithead is driving me crazy. Let me go put him in the other room. You do not talking. kill him with a shovel. <laughs> I will not kill him with a shovel. I promise. <laughs> I'll be right back. Continue, continue to coffee talk. <laughs> I don't even know. What is he doing? I don't even hear anything. Oh, <laughs> because he loves you. <laughs> I don't know. It's recording. It is recording now. I had paused it just for the minute while you Thank were out you of the room. <laughs> yes, yes. That is recorded. <laughs> um, so anyway, so Judy, Lisa's mom, ultimately married six times and had multiple partners throughout Lisa's childhood. She began prostituting Lisa to older men when Lisa was in her early teens. Lisa was... Lisa was anally, orally, and vaginally raped by several men, one after the other, for several hours at a time. As a result of her sexual torture, Lisa began to disassociate. She developed complex post-traumatic stress disorder. She would tell people about the abuse, including a cousin who was a law enforcement officer, but no one intervened to help. So, of course, over that horrific abuse, her grades 
declined and she was eventually placed in a special needs class. She came into school dirty in clothing that was torn and full of holes. And around this time, the family was living in an isolated trailer home with no running water. School administrators suspected abuse at Lisa's home, but failed to take any steps to investigate further or to report it to the police. And this happens so often. Kids fall through the cracks because nobody acts on their suspicions. Part of it also, though, is that sometimes people do and still nothing's done about it, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so at her mother's instigation, Lisa became engaged to her own stepbrother. So what? her mother, yes. Her mother basically forced her to marry her stepbrother. Her, so her mother forced her to marry her husband's her, child. Yes. Her, she basically made her marry him when she was 18. Um, and then he, of course, continued the cycle of abuse, raping her and beating her. She did her. end up giving birth to four children. And after her fourth child was born, she Wait, was pregnant. So her, so her kids what would they be so it's her stepbrother so it's not so nothing biological i know but like that would be her that would actually be her step nieces and her own children yeah and her her mom would be her step grandchildren and a biological grandchild yes it's like okay my child is cheyenne robert's child is austin it's like if we force them to get married they're not biologically related, but still, it's just wrong. No, it's gross. It's just especially, gross. Yes, it's gross. And and then especially because she did not want it and she was basically forced into it. Um, yes. So he continued to rape, abuse, and beat her. She ended up, she gave birth to four children. <clears throat> and after her fourth child was born, at the pressure of her stepbrother husband and her mother, she was she was involuntarily sterilized. Um, so they made her get her tubes tied because she had had four kids and they didn't want any more. But she didn't want to, but they made, basically made her do it. She's had no say so over her own life. So over the years, her mental health continued to deteriorate and her behavior became increasingly erratic. She lived in dire poverty. And by the time she was 34, she had moved 61 times. At around this age, right. so she yeah. had what, 61 times? She had moved. Moved. Like, moved. Yeah, changed residences 61. I heard, mm, and I'm like, she's married 61 times? Jesus. I mean, Christ. maybe. <laughs> <Good Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> um, she did end up divorcing her stepbrother husband, and she ended up marrying again. One of the only things that she would find happiness with in her life was that her love of a small breed dog, the rat terrier, that's kind of what Navi is. Navi is the Chihuahua rat terrier mix. She became a regular of dog shows and was a member of several online groups about raising and breeding rat terriers. So in 2004, things just seemed to be going better for Lisa. She was remarried to somebody else. She had successfully divorced her stepbrother husband and she had informed her friends and in-laws and her husband that she was expecting a baby so we're going to take a break there and then we will come back and we'll tell about the rest of it all stay tuned everybody hey guys mel here from gotham baby podcast did you know that if you go to www.patreon.com slash gotham bougie podcast you can become a patron and you'll receive lots of rewards, 
along with some special gifts once you've been a member of after two months. And you also get special little gifts from us and some little trinkets throughout the time that you are a patron on our Patreon. So go and join Patreon now. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash goth and bougie podcast. What are you waiting for? Bye. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> oh, you man. It is not a nice word. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for sticking with this shit show all this time. Yes, thank you. So, we giving back patrons a special thing. No kidding. Gosh, I really love our patrons because they're sticking with us through all kind, all this stuff. That we're really not doing so good. Sorry, guys. Okay, back to our story. Yeah. So, like I said, so in 2004, this was when things seemed to be doing better. She had um, divorced her stepbrother husband. She was remarried. She, um, there was a part of these online groups about raising and breeding rat terriers. Um, and she, according to her husband, family, not her husband, friends, and her in-law, she was expecting a baby. Oh. That same year, Lisa met Bobby Joe Stinnett. Bobby Joe was a pregnant 23-year-old woman who lived with her husband in Skidmore, Missouri. <clears throat> she had graduated from Nodaway Holt High School in Grand, Missouri in 2000. She was young. Bobby Joe and her husband ran a dog breeding business from their residence. Lisa and Bobby Joe met through the dog show events and had ongoing interactions in an online chat room called Ratter Chatter. It was about rat terriers. Ratter Chatter. Yeah, rather chatter. So in their conversations, Lisa told Bobby Joe that she too was pregnant. And that led to the two women chatting online and exchanging emails about their pregnancy. So they really seemed to hit it off and connect. Oh my God, I think I know where the story's going. Everything seemed to be going fine until December 14th, 2004. Lisa's abusive former husband, the stepbrother, filed for custody of two of her children. And he, knowing that she had told her new husband and in-laws that she was pregnant, and he knew that that was a lie because he hadn't been involved in her forced sterilization, he threatened to expose her and said that he would use the imagined pregnancy because it was a fake pregnancy. She was not really pregnant in court to obtain custody of her children. So the threat of losing her children combined with years of trauma and severe mental illness just push Lisa over. Oh my God. So on December 16th, 2004, just two days later, after her husband, you know, threatened to take the children and expose her fake pregnancy, Lisa had arranged to visit Bobby Joe's house under the guise that she was interested in purchasing a puppy from Bobby Joe's dog breeding business. Remember they talked online about rat terriers. Rat or chatter. Yeah. And had met at some of the, the dog events. So Bobby Joe had told other people that she was expecting the arrival of prospective buyers for a terrier. When Lisa arrived, she entered Bobby Joe's house, attacked her, and strangled her to death. She then used a kitchen knife to crudely cut Bobby Joe's unborn baby from her womb and I fled. I knew that's where it was going. Oh my God. 
Stop it. Bobby Joe was discovered by her mother, Becky Harper, about an hour later, lying in a pool of blood. Oh, Harper no. immediately called 911 and described the wounds of, inflicted upon her daughter as it appeared as if her stomach had exploded. Paramedics were unsuccessful in attempts to revive Bobby Joe, <clears throat> and she was pronounced dead at St. Francis Hospital in Maryville. Lisa, Lisa allegedly had called her husband, Kevin, that same day around 5.15, saying Sorry, that- Charlie's like spazzy in the background. <laughs> I don't even hear him. Um, saying that on a shopping trip to Topeka that she had gone into spontaneous labor and had given birth. So she had to come up with a story as to why she had this, the baby was born and he was involved. Um, oh, buddy. <laughs> Go let him in. He is, he's in. He's in the living room. I think, I guess Jeff's home. And so he's barking. Oh, okay. Daddy's home. Daddy's home. Daddy's home. It's not, it's no big deal. It doesn't bother me. Um, so she had told her husband that she had gone into spontaneously and given birth. So after tracing online communications to Lisa's IP address, police were hoping to interview her as a witness. They weren't certain what Lisa's role was in all of this. They just knew that there had been recent communication between Lisa and Bobby Joe and wanted to interview her like a witness or get some idea if she knew of anything of what could have happened. They didn't realize it would have been her. So police went to Lisa's house and when they arrived, they found a car matching the description from neighbors of one of the cars that was at the crime scene. And when they entered the home, they found Lisa inside holding the baby and watching TV as if nothing like she had a baby and it was yeah, hurt. Like it was just this is my baby. So the following day on December 17th, after her story fell apart, she finally confessed because the police were like, look, you know, there's no way. <laughs> so she finally confessed and the police arrested her at her farmhouse in Melbourne, Kansas. A witness would later report that on the morning before she was arrested, Lisa took the baby, her husband, and her two teenage sons to a restaurant for breakfast there and seemed as if nothing was amiss. Told everyone she had had the baby. Here's my new baby. It was like, like just another day in the life of having a newborn. So after her arrest, the baby was recovered and soon placed in the custody of the father. <clears throat> So the quick recovery and capture was attributed to the use of forensic computer investigations with track, which tracked Lisa and Bobby Joe's online communication. And we've said this before, if it's online, it ain't ever going away. Don't, then there is no such thing as delete or erase. Right. Right. Um, the investigation was also aided by the issuance of an Amber Alert to enlist the public's health which was unusual because the alert was initially denied because it had not ever been used before in an unborn child's case. And this, there was no description of the victim. But after the intervention by Congressman Sam Graves, the alert was implemented. And after the baby was found, DNA was used to confirm the identity of the baby that it was Bobby Joe's baby and given back to um, um, her dad. Yeah. <clears throat> That's just horrible. Uh, can you imagine yes. Going the police going to that man, we your wife has been murdered, your baby has been cut out of your wife. We don't yeah. know. Where the Can you imagine her mom? Oh my god, your your child is pregnant, your daughter's pregnant, you're so excited. She was eight months pregnant, and you walk into seeing that. That's just yeah. fucking horrific. So Lisa was charged with a federal offense. <clears throat> 
of kidnapping resulting in death. And it was a crime established by the Federal Kidnapping Act of 1932. Um, so this actually became a federal crime because of that, because they used the kidnapping charge. So usually murder is not necessarily a federal crime, but right. because um, she kidnapped the baby and kidnapping the baby resulted in the death of Bobby Joe, they were able to establish it as a federal crime. <clears throat> At a pretrial hearing, a neuropsychologist testified that head injuries, which Lisa had sustained some years before, could have damaged the part of the brain that controls aggression. They believe that because of her years of abuse, that that might have um, resulted in her brain damage and not quite understanding right from wrong. That was the defense. That's all that she knew, though, was abuse. I mean, I'm not saying that as an excuse, but when you're raised in a home that has no abuse, Okay, like yeah. I was raised in a home that like everyone screamed, like even if you're the next. Yeah, frame, that's not abuse. Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, to have the horrific same. abuse that she had, and she they did. Her defense dead. did really try, and, and they brought up some good points. And and it was in appeals for some time. So let me let me get to that. So during her trial in federal court, her defense attorneys also asserted that she may have had pseudosiasis, which is a mental condition that right. causes a woman to falsely believe that they're pregnant and right. actually exhibit outward signs yeah. of pregnancy. Yeah. Um, however, on October 22nd, 2007, so three years later, jurors did find Lisa guilty, rejecting the defense claim that Lisa was delusional. On October 26th, the jury recommended the death sentence and Judge Gary A. Fenner formally sentenced Lisa to death. On April 4th, 2008, a judge upheld the jury's recommendation for death. Um, and shortly after midnight on January 13th, 2021, so this year, after having exhausted all of her appeals, including the appeals going all the way up to the Supreme Court because this was a federal case, Lisa was executed by lethal injection at the United States Penitentiary in Terre Haute, Indiana. When asked if she had any last words, she simply replied no, and she was mm -hmm. pronounced dead at 1.31 a.m. Eastern time. So she became the first female federal prisoner executed in 61 years, 67 wow. years, sorry. <clears throat> Only three other women have ever been executed by the US federal government, um, which I thought this was kind of interesting. The, the only, the other three were in 1865, Mary Surratt was executed by hanging and she was convicted of taking part in the conspiracy to assassinate President Lincoln. Oh. Yes, in 1953, Ethel Rosenberg was executed by electric chair and she was convicted of spying on behalf of the Soviet Union. And, you know, that's right in the height of the Cold War. Cold War. Right. And then um, 1953 also, maybe I might have that wrong, guys. I'm sorry if I transposed some numbers wrong. I'll, I'll recheck that. But Bonnie Hetty was executed by gas chamber and she was convicted of kidnap, ransom and murder of a six-year-old boy. Her and her husband were both convicted of that. So um, that is my story of Lisa Montgomery and the murder of Bobby Joe Stinnett, a desperate woman who felt like she had no other choice. She felt like she had to produce this baby. Her husband was gonna find out that it was right. she was pregnant. Her ex-husband, who was her abuser for years and years and years, was threatening to out her on her lie. And she felt like, how else am I gonna produce a baby? And I God, I guess that was her only thought. It's just sad because the poor girl was just doomed for failure from the beginning. Yes, yes. I mean, I just hate to say that, but there's just no way she could have 
and there were so many opportunities for people in her life to have stepped in and help, you know, swerve her path a different way. Um, yeah, I mean, authorities were alerted, people in her school, nobody did anything. She was just really a, a disservice to her in her life. So it's really sad. Sad on all accounts. No excuse at all. Murders, I don't ever has an excuse. Sometimes, maybe. But this was not one of those. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. There's that many people, not many, maybe. but there's been one person specifically that I would definitely murder. Yeah, maybe some. There would definitely be. We're not going to say those specifics, though, because this is being recorded. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah, that's just a crazy story. But poor lady, she was definitely just, she was just definitely just. Oh, follow up to that. The baby lived. Oh. She's now, however old she would be, 2004, 16 years old. And, but she's never spoken publicly about what had happened. So. I can't imagine speaking publicly about that. I was oh, ripped yeah. out of my mom's womb and she was murdered, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't imagine the guilt and anxiety, speaking of anxiety that she has because of that, you know, and dealing with life. I mean, God, that's just horrible. I would hope that, I mean, I would hope that his, that dad found, that oh, baby yeah. found a, found good bloody, counseling, found good counseling. Yes. And went without his anxiety and just found like a good person that, that another good person to be his wife. And yeah, yeah. Hard after, you know, that was very traumatic for him as well. So yeah, that's, that's crazy, story. crazy story. Oh my God. That's crazy. I just, I was like that when I was researching, I'm like, what I want to talk about. And Robert and I had a, I can't remember, I don't even know how, but we mentioned something about cutting, cutting a baby out of, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I know there's been stories about that. I remember something, because I remember back at the beginning of the year, I remember seeing a headline that she had been executed and she was the, the first one in so many years of, of that executed by the federal government it's like oh let me start looking that one up so there's it's there's been other cases of that happening this is the one that it's actually come always the end of her being executed there's some others that are still in investigation phases and stuff like that there's others where the baby didn't live um yeah it's really sad that it happens at all i'm like something's going on what's going on out in the backyard i don't know I don't it's know. Like Seven thirty there, right? Is it dark? No, it's yeah, seven thirty. He's not home. Uh, no, it's still light. It's like you. Let me walk over you're here. You're all the way on the east coast. I mean, you're all the way over there. You would think it'd be darker. Yeah, it's about the same. That's same our light. Backyard. Yeah, yeah. I see you. Not at all. Yeah, that's that. our backyard. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> People are listening, like, what's going on? I stood oh, up in the window. Huh. You can see us light up. Whenever we finally post this, our patrons are going to great shot of your boobs just then. That was awesome. <laughs> great. Yeah, this shirt makes me <laughs> hot. <laughs> okay, so that's it for this week. About this week. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, the second thing to wrap this week is on when I did not, wasn't able to go to work. Like I fucking got up early, got a shower, got ready, got dressed, ready for You're work. You're ready to go. So it's yeah. not like I was able to sleep. Then. 
Yes, and then I go get the card. That's why today I'm just like, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just like, oh my God. Like, this is not happening again. Yeah, so, and then I'm just like, fucking breaks. And then, I mean, I was dressed in nigga to fucking work. <laughs> not in this shirt. It shows too much cleavage for South yeah, Carolina. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> whatever, man. Yeah, so Good anyways. Stuff. But yeah. Yes. All right, guys, go to our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter, and make sure you become a patron on Patreon. Um, we promise, guys, more stuff will be uploaded on Patreon. I know we say it every fucking week, but, you know, we do eventually do what we say we're going to do. It just takes us a little bit of time. So busy. <laughs> we got shit going on. Life has happened. Yes, yes, life has happened. So, um, but guys, thanks so much for listening again. Thank you to our high priest, Robert and Jeff. And, um, I think that's it right yep are we gonna get this right this time okay. you 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 do the they're so entertained i think i think people listen to this just for the ending for us to do this to get so much entertained because they're probably dying <laughs> we're gonna get it right this time man wait ready one what what ready yes oh one two three y'all come, come back, back now you <laughs> Yeah.